0: Hey, listeners. You're tuned to Soundwaves, a podcast that explores the nexus between surfing and music and the nefarious spaces in between. Between the wave and the rave, between the heaving shack and the marshall stack, between neoprene and spandex, the mosh pit and the death pit, fiberglass and vinyl, the boogie and the board. Between Brian Eno and George Greeno. So wax up you stick, crank up the stereo. Paddle out into the secret sonic surf spot that is Sound Waves. Tales
1: from the Shack. Shack, 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 Shack. shack. Well, happy songs still record, sad songs still give. You're a lady, you're a little lady.
2: You're a lady. Captain Dezza. Oh, I just took a bite of my toast. Jay, Stan. Hey, Stan. Good evening. Hugh. Good morning. Good morning. Good evening. I hear you're um I hear it's a bit uh bit chilly. It's got a bit of bit of westerly windina of, blowing blowing up your yeah, yeah. water. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, it's chilly. Oh, can I just tell you a complete random story that um has nothing yeah. to do with, with with Huey, but it does have to do, I guess, with a lot of the stuff we talk about and particularly uh maybe jealousy maybe envy certainly uh, yeah. localism but uh, i heard a, a story from our uh, our good mate devo the master ranter uh-huh. um and uh, someone at at his local beach uh last week had an altercation in the surf and um he went uh, he got out of the surf and went to his car and got out a machete wow wow and there was a there was some sort of uh, there was some sort of uh, it was much much more bluster than than anything else um but i do believe the police were the police were called at, at some juncture and uh, no one was hurt and uh, yeah but um that and you know i don't think the surf was the surf was pretty good but it wasn't you know all time or anything but uh, wasn't and, he wasn't machete level good no, and he was he was a blow-in as well from another beat, so um, <coughs> I mean, there's, 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 there's just too many questions that arise out of that, um, the first of which being, who the fuck drives around with a machete in their car? <coughs> That's right. Uh, second of all, <laughs> are, are two-foot waves really, really worth yeah. that kind of uh, level of that level? Mm. That's great. Uh, <coughs> wow! The, the things people do in the surf. That's right.
0: Um, wow. Well, is it? Um, before we get onto our our topic de jour, what? Um, anything been floating your boat musically, <coughs> surf wise? Before we launch in,
1: huge floater all the way down elevator drop. Somehow pops back up.
2: Surf wise, well, we, I think, um, a few few of us have been talking about um, uh, Nick Von Rupp and and his uh, <clears throat> um, crazy video of surfing a wave in Portugal called The Cave with 12 wetsuits on or whatever. Um, uh, which is pretty two things were re- revealing about that one, um, he and his mates are complete nutcases and we knew that already and the second one is that vloggers should all shut their mouths and not should be seen and not heard Mm, it's uh i assume assume that persona that he is putting on is to attract more uh, viewers but god damn it's fucking annoying
1: yeah. What a sick day from morning till dusk, offshore all day, pumping big swell. The cave delivering, the boys getting some sick waves, and that's it. Another episode of the life of the Vaughn froth. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure to check out Vaughnfroth.com for the latest merch. and I'll see you which on the is, next episode. Uh,
2: which is why I think Mason Ho's videos are so refreshing because he doesn't speak really, and uh, he's yep. always got cool old jimmy hendrix or or whatever music and um just surfing which i think uh, is yeah. prob- probably the best way to do it um i'll tell you one thing that sunk my boat which was uh sunk your boat a- <clears throat> apart from gabby's aerial in the semi-final uh, <laughs> was the new the newcastle contest because um it just looked yeah. looked painfully crap even though the waves were o- i guess they were okay um and what floated my boat, which also related to Newcastle, was the the Ain't That Swell Boys did a did a little ten minute video on Newcastle. I don't know if you saw it, but it's, it's yeah, they, they are quite funny. So that that was pretty cool. Um, and music wise, um, well, I've been uh, doing a bit of research for this episode uh, on um, nice. uh, on sorrow and i've been getting back into uh, some songs of a very traditional portuguese nature uh oh, <clears throat> which, cool. which we yeah shall talk about so that that's been yeah. floating my boat Do, um yeah what about you nice.
1: mate
0: well i mean you you sent yeah as far as music's concerned um you sent me a link to this and it's some um, Aldis i never know how to pronounce her name properly aldous harding Um, yeah and it was a live (laughs) sort of a a very intimate live recording for um npr like um, the the tiny desk
2: tiny desk series right here
1: is your princess
0: Oh my god i mean talk about um captivating that that was just um but that was just nuts she's just amazing she's yeah she's brilliant you know and and as you might have mentioned what a combo is uh the two pr- probably what, two record labels that um stand out for insanely good music is um flying nun from new zealand and 4ad and i think she's she's on associated both, with right? both of those yeah
1: with too long blond hair and your eyes are blue, the <throat> only thing I ever got from you was sorrow. Let's cut to
2: the sad chase. Let's do it. Sadness. Let's let's, let, let's, uh, let's well up. Let's well up and uh, get the get the tissues out, mate. Because um, we're talking about sadness. sadness sadness sorrow it's a sad it's a sad, sad world <laughs> sad world yeah can i just yeah can i just counter it before we've even started talking about um sadness i just want everyone to know that marcus aurelius said that remember that very little is needed to make a happy life so that's a that's the, that's the stoic um that's the stoic uh ah, philosophy stoics. there <clears throat> Yeah, so I I would disagree with him, but um, can't mm. you can't you can't really uh, you can't really go past Marcus Aurelius for his uh, words of wisdom. But yes, sorrow.
0: Bring it on. <laughs> Bring it on, G- gently. Um, yeah. Well,
2: what are you what are your thoughts? Well, I, I thought from the from the kind of um, bird's eye view, I was thinking there's, there's kind of two levels of sadness. Um, there's a superficial level of sadness, which is um, <clears throat> we see all around us um, in many regards, and I, oh, we can delve into that in more uh, detail. And then, of course, there's the real, hardcore, gut-wrenching, heart, heart-destroying sadness that, um, yeah, is <clears throat> everyone will experience and everyone has experienced to some extent. But um, mm. so, I guess, I guess that's. Uh, that's something to to think about. Um, I have a few other philosoph- philosophical questions. Uh, how can people cry? Some people seem to some people seem to cry at will. Some people seem to cry all the time, and some yeah. people seem to, some people never cry. So um, I, I yeah. have a real, I have a really hard time crying. It's it's a it's a, a difficult difficult thing maybe it's that it's just me. that
0: man manliness thing boys don't cry um yeah i'm a i'm a little bit the same but but there's a few things that um uh press my buttons emotionally yeah. and we, yeah. we we might go into that no, but absolutely. yeah t- speaking of but just just a recent example of uh of um uh mrs bodger's sort of proclivity for tears it was quite funny we were watching actually watching the uh the wuzzle and uh Carissa so Carissa is running up after winning a final up on the sand and Mrs B's just watching over my shoulder she's going who's that and I said oh that's Carissa Moore she's going oh okay and she's she's just won and and then then she's sort of giving her little victory interview and Mrs B just starts crying she's going oh, it's so beautiful <laughs> she was crying for, for carissa who she'd only just sort of met on, on you know two seconds ago and she was just overcome with emotion uh oh. i suppose they were happy tears but it was quite funny yeah well, it is Carissa yeah. Moore
2: does actually seem like a genuinely nice person
0: i think so too yeah she uh yeah i like it yeah and that is that air she did was pretty damn sick wouldn't it that was pretty cool hey um But yeah, that that sort of being able to cry—I'm—I'm a bit with you. And there's there's a sort of crying. I suppose it's not sadness, but that which I find—I've never done. I don't think—is people who can cry at something beautiful.
1: Oh my God! It's full on, double rainbow all the way across the sky. (laughs) Oh my God! Oh, my God. Oh, God. What is this mean? Oh, Uh, the Uh, only
2: time, the only time I can do that kind of well up a little bit is if I'm extremely drunk. i do have a um, another well, philosophical question um uh, and maybe this is for another episode all entirely on our a, and on our series of emotional journeys um where does depression sit within sadness
0: yeah uh, that's a good question what do you what do you think um
2: well i think it's got to, got to have its own kind of category i mean it's i think depression yeah. is Depression obviously can be caused by sadness and, uh, and, and vice versa, but um, <clears throat> yeah, I think there's, there's other, other factors at play. So we'll, uh, we'll put that into a, we'll, we'll put that aside and maybe, maybe we can have a whole, uh, we can have a whole episode on the Smiths.
0: Yeah. I, and I think too, I think what, probably what we're getting at is a, is a sadness that's you could almost say it's um something you can you can enjoy in a way yes yeah whereas exactly. as you i think saying any sort of sort of clinical depression or i think that's you know something that you wouldn't wish on your worst enemy and i i don't think oh well, i don't think i'm definitely not qualified to talk about that in any no and, way. I
2: mean, and certainly in in well in in the world in general uh it's obviously prevalent but uh in the surfing and musical world the uh the number of uh you know well-known people who are struck down by um by depression seems to be uh you know it's a it's it's large so um yeah yeah, let's let's go let's let's get away from that and go into the. Into sadness. Well, be, well, before we do, could could I just touch on it for a bit?
0: Because I I did actually stumble upon this guy I hadn't heard of before. His name's Grant Trebilco and right. he he's actually known as. well, there was a documentary made about him called "Happy Sad Man," and he's a surfer. And he I, I hadn't heard about this before, but apparently he was on his manic depressive. So he was, he, but he was on his full manic high at the time, and they actually misdiagnosed it and gave him antidepressants so he was doubly high uh and he went out in he actually gate crashed the semi-final of the australian surf open at um manly he paddled out in the (laughs) semi-final and uh while he was just totally off his head with um happy hormones and and drugs as well and and that he that was his Pretty much the start of his downfall. And he ended up, you know, going to a psych ward. And he talked all about this. This is an interview in tracks, actually. Um, but when he came out the other the other end, he started an organization called One Wave. Um, mm-hmm. and so basically it's just trying to get people out surfing um who maybe haven't experienced before to try and get some of those uh, sort of happy hormones going. And he has this thing called Fluoro Friday. I think it's down at Manly. Oh, sorry, Bondi, where well you just get enough- dressed up in fluro and uh, go surfing um well that's so, funny because in, in yeah. the
2: last in the last year that i lived in uh manly um uh every friday there was a group of them who paddled out um oh maybe it is manly okay no yeah. no i think it's i think it started in bondi but um i think it's okay in, yeah.
3: for me getting in the ocean every day is is what has saved my life and um, and so I want to share that with as many people as possible. And when you see people coming down here and the fun that they have, um, it's really wonderful.
2: All of these people here today, they're all here because they have that same understanding that at the end of the day, all we do want to do is be happy, you know. And that catching that one wave can really can really do things for your day.
3: The biggest thing I've learned is like, don't fight the feelings. If you're feeling sad feel sad it's just learning like how you can make it better
0: so so having said that so so um have you got any sort of um sort of minor league minor league sadness kind <clears> of <throat> things that that get you going um musically well,
2: surf wise or yeah I mean I think that um well as far as music goes I, I kind of thought that Uh, As far as sadness in songs go, um, there's two, for me at least, there's two kind of categories. There's um, obviously songs with sad lyrics or sad meaning, but then on a personal note, the, the music that moves me the most is, you know, kind of the actual sad um, music that evokes sadness not not necessarily mm. through its lyrics or whatever although yeah, that yeah. obviously can help but um i tend much i tend to be moved a lot more by uh by the latter by the you know by sweeping the, strings or uh, you know a, yeah. a certain a certain hook or um or whatever but what about you uh i i'm actually maybe a bit more swayed
0: by the the lyric side of things with with, particularly with sadness, I think. Um, I've got a sort of an embarrassing um, side to that as well where I, I have a sucker for uh, uh, musicals, That those kind of, uh, I don't know, what's a good example? Um, Mamma Mia? No, Mamma. <laughs> I don't know, what, Send in mean, the Clowns. You, like- you know those kind of songs?
4: Send. The clowns, those daffy, laffy clowns. Send in those soulful and doleful schmots by the bowlful.
1: Clowns, send
4: in the clowns.
2: yeah i think i think i would Um, rather watch someone supping than watch a musical and that's saying that's saying that's saying a lot yeah (laughs) i might even Um, i might even might even stretch that further i might even say i'd prefer to watch some fuckwit on a foil than um (laughs) than watch a musical oh there you go well (laughs)
0: That. Hey, uh, that's, that's what where makes, we
2: differ. that's what makes the world a, a beautiful place mate the, the fact yeah. that you enjoy that i'm, I'm all bully for you, bully for you. Well, <laughs> it's not something i'm proud of um that's for sure <laughs> but, you've, uh, you've put, mate, but you've put it you've put it out there so that's um that's a bold I have. move
0: um i mean when captain von trapp sings edelweiss i mean I, well, don't know. Look, I defy I've, the hardest <laughs> of men not to well up
2: with between, pride between you. for austria and <laughs> between you and me um, i actually am very fond of the sound of music so maybe i am just i'm i'm full of full of contradictions um yeah you can't you can't uh, go by you can't get past the sound of music no <laughs> well
0: <laughs> um uh, but, but there's can i can i hit you with my pretty much this is the top my top kind of song for misery and i don't know it's it's probably it's definitely in my top ten songs ever. Oof. Um, absolutely. Would be um Shark Fin Blues by The Drones. Um Ooh, wow. it's it's an epic song. Um now so basically um Gareth Lydiard from the Drones is he's, he's like um classic Aussie, sings in a classic Aussie kind of style. It is he's, he's um He does some great kind of sad songs he sings another song called sitting on the edge of the bed crying um which is another good one but and he's got some amazing lines this is a line from another song um called i don't ever want to change it says i lived in a country where the deadwood aches in a house made of stone and a thousand mistakes
1: Done on a thousand mistakes. The glory of morning got crossed by the brother today. Yeah, I was down to the seaside, it was like a easy like so in my wounds. I would never be free. A long caddy truck on every beach of a way to be.
0: And um yeah, he's he's a he's definitely a poet but um he sings in a pretty crazy manic style too and shark blues i don't are you familiar with the song um um but, no i'm not actually not at all well it's a classic but it was voted semi-recently one of the best songs ever written in australia at least Oof. and i'd have to oh thank you yeah. oh just got a coffee hand delivered you hey, Mrs. Bell. piccolo. Hang on. Oh, my God, That's that is so good. I've been making good. my own coffee for the last couple of weeks, and it's been pretty shit. So get sounds a bloody, proper coffee. Sounds, sounds the, the real deal. Thanks to the boys at Classic Coffee on the Headland at South Zach. Um nice. Anyway, where was I? Sharkfin Blues. Yeah, so it's basically a tale. It's quite a sad story because he wrote it when his, after his mother had died it's pretty much part i don't know part rhyme of the ancient mariner part sea shanty part punk rock anthem part just manic descent into um desolation and and um pain i don't know Mate, it's so right. good <laughs> you, you um, should uh,
2: you should write some some uh, music reviews that was a uh, that was bloody beautiful
0: well, well, listen to this lyric. So basically, the, the premise of the whole song is that he is standing on the deck of a sinking ship, and and I, I assume that the sinking ship is is himself or his depression as he's sinking, and he's the sharks are circling as he as the ship's sinking.
4: The water's licking round my ankles now. There ain't no sunshine way way the shots are in
2: the water like a slick so well there's one there bigger
0: than a submarine and um basically the crew have deserted the captain's unconscious at the wheel and um so he's and so near the end he's about to go down um i'll just read some of the lyrics it says the harpoon's shaft is sharp, short and wide. A grappling hook is cracked and dry. I said, why don't you get down in the sea and turn the water red like you want to be? Because if I cry another tear, I'll be turned to dust. The sharks don't get me, but they don't feel loss. Just keep one eye on the horizon, man. You best not blink. They're coming fin by fin until the whole boat sinks. And he just goes fin by fin, fin by fin. And yeah, you can just oh so good um and (laughs) crazily enough like when you listen to his song it's 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 quite heavy song like lyrically and um there's some crazy guitar work in it too but of all people um Missy Higgins did a cover of it and I'm not really a Missy Higgins fan she's quite um Oh, look, you know, got nothing against her, but she's very kind of mainstream in her delivery. And but yep. the good thing yep. when she does it is you can actually understand the lyrics. Um, right. It's a lot more clearly sung, and it's actually really moving. And she sticks in the violins and the the strings and the and the backup vocals. And it's and the way she describes it, it was like at, at the end they've got the backup singers, and it's like the sirens, um, sort of mournfully singing as as um, as the ship goes down.
3: Hop sharp, is short and wide A grappling hood is cracked and dry So why don't you get down in the sea Turn the water red like you wanna be Cause if a cry Sharks won't get me, but they don't feel lost Keep an eye on the horizon, many you best not blink They're coming fin feed by feeding, until the whole boat sinks feed by, feed, feed by feed I don't know if this song is a metaphor for depression, hopelessness or just a fine piece of storytelling, but I love singing it. It was a powerful experience trying to embody the heavy soul of the person on that deck, watching the horizon as the water rose around their ankles, the clenching of fists as the end approaches, and the sirens singing us all to our deaths. My gorgeous friends Kate Miller-Heidke, Jane Tyrrell, and Madeline Page are the backup singers. I imagine them as the sirens, semi-immersed in dark ocean water, veiled in white, sadness in their kind, faint smiles singing us into our end and then a final resting place for the narrator's tortured mind in the quiet cool abyss below sinking sinking as strings pay a little homage to wallace hartley and the sea is once again still
2: not as heavy i guess as your um, as the drone song but uh, here here we go there's a tear in my beer because i'm crying for you dear you are on my lonely mind. Into these last nine beers, I've shed a million tears. You are on my lonely mind. I'm going to keep drinking until I'm petrified.
1: There's a tear in my beer cold, i I'm crying for you dear You are on my lonely mind into these last nine beers, I have shed a million tears. You are on my lonely mind. I'm gonna keep drinking until I'm petrified. And then maybe these tears will leave my eyes. <clears throat> That's, um,.
2: A classic song by Hank Williams um uh, and it's called there's a tear in my beer which I think great. is a pretty, a pretty cool <laughs> bloody song um uh, very well covered also by the the they did a whole um <clears throat> they did a whole album of Hank Williams covers uh with the uh, ingeniously titled name hanky panky um, oh. <clears throat> yeah yeah very good um so yeah that's a that's pretty cool because i mean you know the cliche obviously is crying into your beer and uh or crying into your into your uh, alcoholic beverage of choice um <clears throat> no, I, that's I, great I, I, I like the uh i like the images of that oh
0: that's good um, i haven't funny, heard that one either, funny,
2: so. funny you should talk about um the best uh australian one of the best australian songs um whatever, but certainly re- regarding um, Sorrow. I, um, I would have to say one of my favourite all-time uh, Australian songs is by Australian Crawl. And we may have talked about this uh. before. Downhearted. Downhearted. obviously a it ticks the it ticks the uh the sorrow uh box um it mm. also it also ticks the um lyrics that you cannot understand what the fuck they're saying because uh <laughs> obviously um james yeah. rain james rain is famous for not being able to be understood but from my uh my perspective of uh letting the music make you feel sad there is something very uh, melancholic about the whole um, guitar riff in that song as well so uh, it's Tough, definitely yeah <laughs> definitely up there in from you know i've loved that song from from childhood and i, I still frequently listen to it love it absolutely
0: no this, that is a good one actually yeah as trying to crawl i've got that um melancholic uh vibe going and I, I, they're very surf related i reckon. Um, I reckon well, too they definitely set up that So it's almost like that the beach after the end of the day feeling where it's kind of like um, I don't know it's kind of a, a sad I don't know I don't even know how to describe it Boys of Summer does it too I hate to bring that song up again <laughs> but um, there's also another um, uh, Australian Crawl song I always pronounce it wrong there's a Hoochie Coochie Fear ruchi Mama it's, a, it's yeah. another very kind of maudlin song. Exactly I, I love right.
1: it. Every day I see you wearing things that have never been worn before. While the children at the government school send money for the poor.
2: Well, I mean, and if you look at the uh, is it the video for? Errol, they're all kind of um fucking around on the beach up at the gold coast so oh yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> that always reminded me of kind of surfing the mm. i i definitely get get the get the link of um uh aussie crawl and uh <clears throat> and the the surf vibe 80s 80s surf vibe um for and sure, actually sure. um going back to our uh, kiwi brethren another song that uh really hugs at my heartstrings is uh, Split End's message to my girl. What else you got on the uh, music um on the music sadness okay um
0: oh let's see what do we got uh well a good one is um this is a classic kind of sad song you know rodriguez i talked about him before mm-hmm. um he's his second album can't remember what it's called this this song's called just called cause i suppose like because um uh it's got some great lyrics it starts it's got some great strings in it as well um the the lines uh i lost my job two weeks before christmas and i talked to jesus at the sewer and the pope said it was none of his goddamn business because the sweetest kiss i ever got is the one i never tasted
1: because i lost my job two weeks before christmas And I talked to Jesus at the sewer And the Pope said it was none of his goddamn business While the rain drank champagne My Estonian archangel came and got me wasted Cause the sweetest kiss I ever got is the one I've never tasted. And
0: I think too. I think there's that surfing connection because I, I I can imagine quite plausibly that that his music was spread by travelling surfers because um, I think it it was quite anti-establishment kind of sound he had and and definitely surfers back in the 70s would be you know spreading that kind of tunage. I reckon. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, and it's a, that song I mentioned, too, is quite sad because when you watch the documentary, the, the records just flopped. <laughs> like, it kind of just adds that extra layer of sadness to, to think that he's pouring his heart out and because the, they interview the guy who produced it. And he's going, oh, my God, it just sounds so beautiful. And it sold about six copies.
2: <laughs> and what makes it even sadder the album was released
4: in November of 1971. We expected big things. And it did absolutely nothing.
1: And then, two weeks before Christmas, Sussex
4: dropped him off the label. And the very first line in the song, as if premonition was, I lost my job two weeks before Christmas oh man
0: just think about that jesus (laughs) that's quite sad but yeah he finally got his um recognition um but yeah so what
2: else you got there um well i mean i've got a you know a a little bit of a list of obviously um the hurt by Nine Inch Nails um, is oh. is, a, is, a, is a beautiful one. Um, although I think actually the Johnny Cash version is, is even better. I don't know if you've, if you've heard the, the Johnny Cash version. I hurt myself today To see if I still feel
1: I focus on the pain
2: And that that whole line, I hurt myself today to see if I could feel, is uh, a pretty powerful, uh, uh, evocative image, really, isn't it? Mm. Um, um, There's an amazing song by a guy called Baden Powell, who isn't the Baden Powell who started the Scout movement, I found out, Brazilian samba artist. And there's a a song called Samba Triste, which means oh. sad samba and um, I mean, it's, it's instrumental, but um, yeah, ah. give that a go. Cause that's, um, that really outlines my um, kind of uh, philosophy of letting the music make you cry. I would, I would be uh, remiss to, have an episode where i don't mention apex twin um <clears throat> apex twin has a song called rhubarb which <laughs> doesn't doesn't uh sound like the saddest thing in the world but um uh, if there's ever going to be there's ever going to be a, an electronic song that makes you cry um go give yourself give give that a listen it's like eight minutes long but it's uh, yeah it's oof, mind-blowing, oh, I don't, mind-blowing i don't know that
0: one so i have to yeah.
2: Well, I don't know.
0: When when my mum used to, when I say to my mum when I was a kid, "What's for dessert?" she'd say rhubarb. I'd I'd be crying. <laughs>
2: I hated it. When I, uh, I, I maybe can't. I I'll tell you, I, I'm very partial to a bit of rhubarb crumble.
0: A surfboard um, that's just come out by a shaper and and the model is called the Apex Twin. Ah, and it's it's got to be a nod to um absolutely to Apex Twin surely. Is it the it Apex must be Twin. from
2: it must be from a, a known surf yeah, shaper just, is it? Yeah,
0: it is. It is. I, I just i just forgotten who it is. But um it's Neil Purchase Jr. you idiot and the board looks pretty
2: sick check it out i've got one from uh one of our um one of our mates and listeners cool. uh 69 who's been uh, oh, cool. mentioned mentioned before on the uh, on the show and it's by yeah. sebastian tellier oh
0: it's called, yeah
2: it's called la Ritornelle, and oh. um it's such an amazing song because Basically 75%, the first 75% of the song, the first three quarters of the song is just this piano riff that kind of um, just meanders along, but very, very with maybe there's a few strings in the background, but uh, yeah, really kind of tugging at the, tugging at the old heart and then and then he's just got one kind of chorus verse right at the end of the song, which I think is a, a genius genius move. Um, yeah, and that, I mean it's a, it's a it's a love song essentially, but it's it's definitely got a kind of a sense of melancholy uh, to it for sure. So uh, give okay. give that a listen for sure.
0: Yeah, no, I haven't heard that either. So that's good. I think I have. He looks a little bit like um, scorchio sixty nine actually on on one of the album covers. <laughs> that's
1: um, true. But, that's true.
0: But touching on on the the melancholic side of things, can you explain the and I'm not going to pronounce this right. Um,
3: I'll have a crack though.
0: There we go. Saudade.
2: Well, <clears throat> I can, I can. And um, I've actually got, because, you know, if we're going to talk about music and sadness, then um, there is music and then there is fado. Um, fado. So in, in, in Portugal, the the kind of national song is called Fado. Um, Mm -hmm. The national type of music, I guess it's actually, believe it or not, it's got um, its World Heritage listed. Um, Wow. Yeah. So um, how do you do do that? Well, there's, there, 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 I think, things like, you know, flamenco is World Heritage listed, Fado is World Heritage listed, there's 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 a number of different kind of uh, classic cultural um does that like- mean
0: you're not allowed to like renovate the song without <laughs> council approval
2: let's see it it's really hard to get permission to to move the the chorus um from from the place that it's been put you, can't, you, you, you cannot change you cannot change a single note on, on that. yeah note. wow
1: well, without, go- yeah.
2: without without going to unesco but Fado is another dimension of sadness i mean it takes sadness to the nth degree um and for those of for those people who are unaware Fado is essentially a lament that was created um i mean they're not really sure about exactly when it, when it originated but uh, certainly in the portuguese discoveries um when the portuguese started you know taking very small boats uh, to the ends of the earth and discovering new worlds um the people who were left behind were they made a song which is uh, lamenting the many the many people who never came back um yeah and the actual the word father uh f-a-d-o uh most most probably comes from the latin word fatum which means fate or death so it's it's kind of got (laughs) uh, it's got that heavy kind of vibe anyway um, wow yeah i mean it's it's a it's a form of music that actually ticks both boxes because not only is the music itself sad but the lyrics are extremely sad um right. so it, i mean it's characterized by kind of mournful tunes um it's often about the ocean of course uh about life of the poor and then there's this kind of overarching sense of resignation to our fate um and obviously melancholic uh very very mel- melancholic and there's some some crazy um crazy lyrics i'll i'll just uh the the most the kind of the biggest musical star that portugal has ever produced um it was a woman called amalia rodriguez and she was the she's known as the kind of queen of father and she has this amazing um <coughs> well, she's got so many amazing songs but one is called solidão which is means solitude and uh, uh obviously it's sung in portuguese but I'll, I'll, I'll give you an english translation of solid solid um <coughs> this is just a couple of bits of it solitude of those who trembled the temptation of heaven and charms this is what heaven gave me i will be well under this veil of weeping not knowing if i cry some sin shivering i beg the closed sky sad love somebody's love when another love has been abandoned and i didn't abandon myself for me no one stops on the road
1: (laughs) triste amor 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 dalgai, quando outro amor se tenha abandonado e não me abandonai, por mim ninguém já se deitai na estrada.
0: Um, so the concept of saudade as far as my light reading on it goes, is that it permeates the whole culture of Portugal. And so there is a, an outlook on life that is compared to maybe other cultures that's a lot more melancholic. Well, do it's, do, do it's, you
2: agree with that? Or No, I, I, I yes, I would definitely agree with it. Um, it's funny because you've got... Um, in iberia you've got two countries which in in many respects are kind of polar opposites and maybe this was because yeah i mean there's a whole range of different reasons but um you know spain i guess is, is, is always kind of the big brother next door um but you know the spanish are renowned for being extremely kind of loud extroverted um you know dancing on tables uh flamenco uh, late night kind of yeah. the Portuguese the Portuguese in many respects are kind of the polar opposite they're a lot more reserved I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say doer um, as a as a Scotsman would say but um, yeah Do- def, definitely the uh, the kind of uh, the more melancholic end of, end of things and, and you know people hypothesise about it but Portugal's kind of uh, it does stick out into the f- ferocious atlantic ocean which obviously for us surfers is a good thing mm. um and you know it's it's kind of been at the end of europe in many regards for, for forever so that there, there is that 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 has kind of uh, i guess um uh, it has focused yeah. focused the people in a, in a certain way and in, you know in spain spain is not only bigger but you know, the Spanish coast, the majority of the Spanish coast is on the Mediterranean, which is a lot you know, it's a whole different milder. world over there. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it's interesting no, you talk about No, no the- fucking waves though, mate. No fucking waves on the med. And um just but- speaking speaking about the word saudad, there is a fantastic song by um a group called Love and Rockets. Um, which is an instrumental, wow. and it's called Saldad. So I encourage all the listeners to give that a, a bash. Saldad, it's it's an absolute beauty.
0: Yeah, uh, um, if you if, if you there's a there's this tiny sort of outlying islands called Cabo Verde, and back in the '70s there was a shipwreck off the coast um, of Cabo Verde, and it, and it had, a, had a shipment of of synthesizers and uh, for some musical convention in in Brazil. And, and so washed up on these kind of pretty desolate uh, these islands with with not much technology or, or you know much at all uh washed these moog and uh oh, for the state-of-the-art 70s synthesizers and so these uh, locals picked up these um, instruments and one, once they eventually got them to a place that actually had electricity they started playing with them and there's this amazing uh, album. It's a compilation album called Space Echo, and it's all the, it's all the music from Cabo Verde with these sort of traditional um, sounds blended in with with 70s synthesizers and, and um, electronic equipment. Um, I, wonder if, I wonder
2: if on the on the same shipment they also picked up like a couple of kilos of cocaine as well. So well
0: that you know, that have to be part that, of it for sure. That went into the mix. Um, but that the type of music they created, one person described as anti-saudade, ah, uh, uh, because cool. they they did resent the Portuguese um, occupation, yep, and yep. they they wanted to create something that was happy and and positive, and they called it anti-saudade. Ah, um, that's interesting. That's cool. Pretty trippy trippy music created by them. Great story.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> back.
2: watching the the movie the thin red line and listening to the thin red line soundtrack by hans zimmer.
1: Ah, oh, yeah.
2: Absolutely fucking mind okay. mind blowing. Yeah. I'll have to I mean, give Han, that a crack. Hans Han Zimmer obviously, uh, you know, he's kind of ubiquitous in in uh, doing movie movie scores these yeah, days yeah. but but that particular um uh, soundtrack is just yeah, it's incredible. And actually, I mean, going and another kind of tenuous surf link. They in, in the soundtrack they have because there are sections of the film where where a couple of well, the main guy he he goes a wall and goes and um, just lives with a, a tribe on on some re- remote uh, uh, yeah. Pacific island. I don't know if you remember from the film. Um, and there's there's sections in it where they they have um, traditional. Polynesian singing and it's that is oof, that's really kind of gets you gets gets the emotions yeah, right. running it's, it's beautiful beautiful stuff check that out really lovely mm.
0: so how about in the surf domain uh, what
2: what gets you sad just in the general surf um well <laughs> well it's funny because I um my first thought was first of all how can anyone be sad when surfing and I guess like I thought that, that yeah, that goes back to your thing about the, the guy with the fluoro, um, whatever the, his, uh, program is, you know, the mm. making people happy through surfing. So it, yeah. it's kind of incongruous, right? That it doesn't really sit together, the sadness and, and surfing in, in my mind, at least. Um, no. so I I, 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 kind of thought I've always been fascinated by people who, who leave the surf downhearted, you know, you see these people coming out of the surf and they, they look like someone's, you know, they're fucking, someone's just run over their dog or something you know it's like um it's like mate come on cheer up yeah. charlie it's uh it's, yeah. it's not that bad <coughs> so i mean sure. for me you know surf is is it's the it's the catharsis it's the cure it's mm. the it's the shrink the consoler the crutch the therapy it's uh it's all of those things together it's the uh, you know it's yeah. the life it's the life force it, it's not a place to be sad um but that's just that's just me
0: no, no, I agree. I, I it's um I, I couldn't find too many things that personally make me you know sad with surfing. I think I think when I snapped my surfboard recently, that made me sad.
2: But that uh, well, that's, yeah. So I've absolutely the death of a board. That's that's what mm. I wrote. That makes mm. me sad. So I've actually got I've I've got I've got some categories. I've got the facile. Oh. Which is essentially, you know, dinging a new board. It's it makes you sad. Of course, it makes you sad for like a fucking minute. Um, yeah. Maybe and and there's maybe we've talked about this before, but there's that funny um, tipping point where okay, you, you got a new board, you ding it. Okay, maybe you fix it. You maybe and I'm not talking, I'm not talking a huge gash. I'm talking like a little a little ding. You fix it. Maybe you ding it one more time. Maybe you fix mm. it. But then you reach a tipping point where you just don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> <But> <laughs> you either just tape it up or you chuck some wax in it or whatever Whatever you do, you know. Yeah. Um, so, of course, it's sad when you ding your board, but, you know, get a grip. Get over it. <laughs> get a fucking grip. I guess ripping a wetsuit would be equally facile, you know. it's um, uh, Yeah. Uh, yeah missing a wave we've talked about this before but you know again yeah uh, yeah it's a bummer but let's not let's let's put things into perspective it's not it's not um it's not famine in ethiopia is it it's it's uh yeah missing a wave and of course um seeing someone get a better wave i mean not only is obviously jealousy and envy come into it but there is an element of sadness going fuck i wish i was on that wave you know um yeah. so <laughs> but they're all, pretty, um, they're I do all remember- pretty kind of they're all pretty kind of um shallow uh levels of sadness yeah i i usually get
0: yeah other other emotions of uh if i'm not surfing at my best which is just which is quite often but I, I do remember feeling quite sad one day when i was just having a shocker i was just surfing really badly and the surf was pumping i just just felt like a kook and i was sitting out there and this one guy, quite a well-known uh, surfer in our circles, at least. But um, he, um, he he just said to someone else um, after I stuffed up a wave, and I I still not one hundred percent sure if he was talking about me, but it felt like he was. He just said, he said, some people just go out of their way to avoid the barrel, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I I think I did feel like crying at that point. <laughs>
2: That's so, funny. <laughs> especially it, yeah. was,
0: it was true. Uh, but oh, a couple of things funny. that it surf related things that make me sad. Um, Wax's funeral in Big Wednesday.
1: We're gathered here to say a few words about our friend Jim King. We call him Waxer. I'd just like to say that he was a good surfer and a really great guy. He had a nice cut back, with the nose real well. He always give people waves. Just give them a wave. He always stick up for his friends in a fight. He wasn't worth a damn, but he was always right in there. I don't ever remember a big day that Wax wouldn't go out and ride with his friends. And Wax was our friend. a little part of us.
4: And we're gonna miss him.
0: I think this is something that we're going to have to deal with as as a surfing community is I think it's mind blowing how many surf legends uh, are still with us that we haven't lost many of the real, even the old, I don't know if it's surfers just live long, but there's a lot of surf legends out there who will, be leaving us inevitably which is uh, why,
2: which is why i think that the the andy irons death was such an interesting interesting mm. experiment in the surf community because obviously he died young and um and it's not something that the surf community is um at all used to i mean for fuck's yeah. sake for fuck's sake mickey munoz is still alive um Gre- Greg Knoll is still alive. Yeah, um, Pat
0: curran All, all these kind of
2: Exactly. You know, Nat well, Dick, Young. Dick Metz. Have you listened to that podcast yet? You gotta, gotta I haven't listen. yet. I right. haven't. You, yeah. you gotta listen to it. It's fucking mad. Um, yeah.
0: Why do you yeah, I definitely will.
2: Dick Metz. Um well, what I was,
0: podcast was, I was that?
2: Was, um it's Surf Surf, 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 surf Splendor. Splendor. I was quite um shocked actually when uh midget died. Hmm. Yeah, I was
0: going to mention Midget. Yeah, that, I mean that was probably uh, yeah, you know a, 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 one person out of out of a lot that that will you know we we'll eventually have to come to terms with losing. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. Um, uh, how, what did you think of that? Because for me, Andy Irons, I never he wasn't ever someone on my radar as someone I thought. You know, I admired on a surfing sense, and I didn't really know much about him to be honest. I um, didn't really follow his career too much, but I did see that Jack McCoy movie. It was called
2: Blue. I'm going to say
0: Blue Horizon, and I like I love Jack McCoy's movies, but I, I think that one was actually I, I I didn't like it because it was very it manipulated the the narrative. Basically, it, it had um, Andy Irons as the the kind of shallow competitive surfer, and then, um, oh, Rasta. anyway, Rasta, yeah. So, and he was portrayed as the fun loving, free surfing, you know, this is what surfing's all about thing. But I just found it quite manipulative. It made Andy Irons look bad. It, it um, it kind of played on his kind of negativity. And mm. I don't know. I actually, I
2: actually think, I actually think the whole Andy Irons saga. Ie death onwards has been a perfect example of how the the um, very in very navel gazing um, uh, back slapping very small uh, surf community and I don't mean surfers I mean you know the the brands and the, mm. the, the media and stuff. They, it it, it it was just a big fucking opportunity for them to just just tug each other off for fucking 10 years um you uh, know of course andy of course of course andy was a a phenomenal surfer but in the grand scheme of things the, the amount of fucking airplay that um he's he's given has been blown out of all proportion in my mind
0: yeah i i yeah, I, I think I know what you mean. It, it it's got a it leaves a weird taste in your mouth when when they have these kind of Andy forever or whatever the the slogan
2: was, or, AI forever.
0: Yeah, it's I don't know, it's it's very cynical as you say, is almost like a marketing ploy. Well, oh, I think I think Billabong's
2: um, done pretty fucking well out of it, that's for sure.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I think the the cynicism though shown by the the surf and kind of dodging the real issue of 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 drug abuse and mental illness. See
2: so, so the the other thing is that I don't really I don't know how much sympathy I can or sadness I can summon for someone who ostensibly had was was brought up in a perfectly loving family with two parents who provided for him and his brother and basically destroyed himself through partying. Yeah. Yeah then- I, yeah why does everyone why why is everyone so mournful about that he 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 fucking, you know it, it, it's it's the rock and roll dream isn't it the rock and roll live fast die young leave a good corp leave a sexy corpse you know
0: yeah or well, at least be honest about it too you mm-hmm. know i mean it, sure, if if um he had a mental sort of health issues we, we should be talking about that not not what a great guy he was i mean he, he was and you know, on a lot of levels, an asshole. Um But that that shouldn't be. Um, it's neither here nor seen there. Seen as as a well, it's like that might have been a, a um, uh, due to his mental illness. Uh, you yeah. know, and like but, but if you just as, as gloss have- over that, if you gloss over that fact, well then you're not doing anyone any good, and the same thing's going to happen again. Exactly to someone and else. As-
2: as as our mate Jonathan Richmond has told us, you know, Picasso was an arsehole. Um, yeah, he well, he was. Um <clears throat> Okay, I've got I've got another um sad part of surfing. <clears throat> so this the selfish sad. So um <clears throat> this is completely so this is when you feel sad because you miss surf through um responsibility in inverted commas, or you miss surf through recklessness. Um, <clears throat> either, you know, you injure yourself stupidly um, uh, yep. outside the surf, and then you can't surf <clears throat> or um, uh, well, actually from speaking from personal experience, if you get too hung over to surf, that's, mm, most, that, that's I think most, that's, that's yeah, <laughs> that's the most stupid way of, of ruining a, a surf and that makes me sad. Um, and um, probably the absolute worst one is missing surf through lack of froth. You know sometimes oh, you sometimes your yeah. froth level if, if your froth levels take a take a hit. and you know a, there's people out there listening who know exactly what I'm talking about. and I'm, I may well be talking to you looking straight at you. <laughs> as as julius as julius caesar um uh Mm. wow uh, julius caesar's not necessarily stated but was stated about him beware the lack of froth um you know when julius caesar uh coined that expression when he missed a prime swell at the one of the famed rome beach breaks in mid-march and Mm. um Instead of going for a surf, he was subsequently killed by his uh, by a bunch of conspirators. So, uh, yeah. be beware the lack of froth, and it, it may just get you fucking stabbed in the back.
0: Yeah, and when um, Brutus ran off with his his um, seven six, his best seven six um, shooter, <laughs> he was heard to say, What was it? Uh, and not you too, Brutus, Brutus,
1: <laughs> you can't
2: give me back um, my, give me back my quiver uh yeah well um but there's another, also the
0: no, sorry go oh, for it
2: no you got you've got it well, well, you've look, got this there's also, there's also the existential sadness which oh. is well which is the thought of no surf <sighs> yeah um, um and th- you know, well yeah what and you know a, a personal anecdote uh, having um broken my back at one stage surfing um i think i've mentioned it before on the on the show uh, yeah um you know that was i think from the day i broke my back until the day i got back in the water it was like 11 months or something out of the water so you know you, you you get a certain level of sadness in a period where you don't surf for 11 months and you've got to really push yourself to be able to get back into the water so that's yeah. existential and i guess the biggest existential sadness would be the concept of never surfing again
0: yeah did, did that um it, when you got back in the water and and even now do you do you think back at that time when you couldn't surf <coughs> <did> you appreciate <coughs> it or,
2: or or do you think after a while that Oh no! I've definitely since I broke my back, I've become much more of a frother than I ever was. Absolutely, yeah, right. It was the best yep. thing that could best thing that could have happened.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I remember visiting you and and probably unsensitively, and un, un, unthinkingly, and I started talking about how the surf was pumping. <laughs>
2: Well, yeah, you and well, uh, I think it was you and Roscoe P. Coltrane. You came and you bought me a, a surf DVD. If if, I, uh, if oh my if my memory, what says. were we thinking? No, no, that was that was perfect. It was, or maybe it was a book, a surf book. Yeah, it may I vaguely remember I that. It yeah. yeah, it may have been even like the history of surfing. Or, it was a bloody good book. I, I remember. Yeah. Um. Um. But speaking of no no surf,
0: there, there's a just to get back to music slightly. There's a, a Jason Molina. Song called "Alone with the Owl," and there's a there's a line in it saying, "I stood beside the ocean, not a single wave."
3: I stood beside the ocean, not a single wave. Beside the ocean, not a single wave. Beside the ocean. ocean, single way not a single thing left to say with the owl and pain
2: pain pain well and also talking about surfing and music and we we'd be again we'd be remiss to go an episode without mentioning andrew kidman <laughs> um but there are two songs in litmus um one being the piano solo where uh, oh, yeah. joel fitz joel fitz is paddling out that ridiculous um, yeah. slab i mean and that that certainly gets you um Tugs the heartstrings but for me there's a there's a song by the screaming orphans which i think we've talked about before called oh, yes black, we have black is black
0: the color
2: yeah but the lyrics are brilliant black is the color of my true love's hair her lips are like some roses fair she's the sweetest smile and the gentlest hands i love the ground whereon she stands i go to the clyde and i mourn and weep and satisfied i can ne- i never can be and the and then I write her a letter, just a few short lines, and suffer death a thousand times.
0: Nice. Mm. Wow, that's good. Because <laughs> I, I could never really understand the lyrics of that one because it's in quite a, a, almost a, how would you describe it, a Gaelic it almost, sounding kind of exactly. Um, at, at, at folk style. I
2: thought, at first, at first I thought it was it, it was Gaelic, but um I. I, I went to the Google and the Google helped me out. So going back to to, to the surfing, the, I've also got two more things. Sad surfers. Oh.
1: Um,
2: <clears throat> so in my mind, the saddest surfers. There's there's three categories. There's well, they're not. They're, they're, they're kind of all linked, and maybe they're maybe they're intrinsically linked. The grumpy local. We've talked a lot about the grumpy local. That's oh, got to yeah. be the that's got to be the saddest fuckwit out there, right? what a sad piece of fucking shit the grumpy local is
0: yeah yeah (laughs) Do you feel sad do you feel sad for them or you just it makes you sad there are people like that in the
2: world i feel sad that my surf is ruined by well not ruined but um my surf is tarnished by a grumpy local and i feel sad for the grumpy local because it's just a waste of energy really isn't it yeah yeah oh for sure (laughs) The, yeah. Another another sad surfer is the shouty surfer, the surfer who sh- ah. who, well the, the the surfer who kind of screams at themselves when they miss a wave. I've never understood I love that. It. I've never yeah. understood it. It's like it seems like the most fruitless task. Screaming at a at a at a wave as it passes you by. It's just like fuck, man. Yeah. <clears throat> I I had that the other
0: day, or I, I heard it, and, and this guy just I heard this guy going. Bah! like top of his voice and I thought oh my god who's he yelling at I turned around he was he was yelling at himself for missing the wave (laughs) like really um and you think or you think that you think they may have chopped their fucking leg off or something yeah but I I think there's funny too there's almost that kind of people who yell at themselves when they stuff up a a maneuver or something as as if they were going to pull it off you know it's like (laughs) "Ah." you know it's like damn I missed that Double rotation aerial. Fuck, uh, idiot.
2: <laughs> um. uh, it's funny. It's funny. And um, I've already ra- I've already had a rant about this today. But the saddest surfers of all are suppers and foilers. <laughs> In my mind, <laughs> or foil suppers. Oh
0: seven. Jesus Christ! Get, double sadness. Uh, how about you talk about the loss of frost as being sad i think that mm. is quite sad i think I, one thing that did make me sad was back in the day when we we went to the Ments and and our good mate roscoe p coltrane on one of the one of the best surfs we had on the trip at, at ht's um poor roscoe had a his back was playing up that day so he couldn't surf Oof. and it, it made me sad for him i was really yeah. Um, that's
2: bad that's bad
0: as I paddled out with a big smile on my face deep down, I actually felt quite sad for him. Um, well, it wasn't as bad as another guy who rocked up on the same day, just up fresh off the plane, bus, boat, and whatever to get out there. And first wave went over the falls straight onto the reef and had to get airlifted out of there. That was um, Jesus Christ. That was sad. But, was um, he a, was he a kook or he just fucked up? Well, into- he he kind of was. He 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 paddled straight to the inside, and we're all going, "Oh, that's pretty, pretty um, rude." But we kind of thought, "Oh well, we'll we'll let that one go." <laughs> Next thing you know, he's flying through the uh, air with the lip and uh, hits Jesus. the reef. So yeah, <coughs> talk about instant karma. Um, but um, but getting back onto the. The not surfing or not frothing, or another good mate of ours, K Dog, um, has given up surfing altogether.
2: Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. That 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 was in my in my show notes. I was um, wondering. Absolutely, still blows my mind. Um,
0: You know, back in the day, we used to surf quite regularly together. He's a good surfer. He got barreled quite regularly out at uh, out at the reef at Newport. Um, at uh, Crosswaves there, and um, yep, yep. I don't know. You just decide one day, no, nope, it's not for me. We, we should interview him actually. <coughs> I think it'd be fascinating. Um,
2: I don't um, know. Or um, might be might be too sad. Well, funnily yeah. enough, someone that we both support, um, uh, the <coughs> the historical doyen of surfing, Matt Warshaw, he's pretty oh, much he's pretty much given up surfing. I mean, he he surfs, you know. A handful of times a year, and, and apparently he's happy with that. So,
0: yeah, he's decided that he lives in cold water, like he lives near Seattle somewhere or something, doesn't he? Mm, and he's decided yes. he hates cold water, so he's only going to do maybe, I don't know, two weeks a year in Fiji or something. Yeah, that's quite
2: weird, isn't it? I mean, of course, and the the, and the weirdest thing about that is that he spends his whole day thinking. And living surfing, but just actually not not doing surfing. it. Yeah. What well, was what was K Dog's reason for giving up?
0: You know what? I I haven't I can't remember hundred percent what why. I mean, he had you know a new young family at the time, and and I think the responsibilities of fatherhood were weighing on him, and he time time he was time poor, I suppose, and I think he this is not 100 i'm not 100 sure this is true uh and i think he just thought i gotta get rid of something in my life that's taken up too much time and and surfing was it and i
2: still man i'd, I'd get rid of blows my mind i'd get rid of shopping or something we'll get rid of i don't know get i, I think, I think I'd get, get rid off. of I don't get know. rid of a couple of, i'd get rid of a couple of fingers jeez anyway man,
0: well, we'll have to i'll have to have a a uh, good um interview with uh, dog because he's um uh, he's a very smart um cookie and I'm sure he'll have some fascinating insights into the world of of surf and it's a very rare world or uh, uh, not many people have done what he's done
2: no not at all um Quit. now uh, it's 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 approaching midnight here so I'm going to have to um go into the sad world of uh of, of of sleep because um on a happy note uh there's going to be waves tomorrow morning so uh Ew. <clears throat> and it's another another working week uh starting but um I'm, the last thing i wanted to think about was whether or not there are sad professional surfers like shane haran <laughs> kong sally sad Fitz, profession. taj all these people who were uh, kind of perennial bridesmaids um never That's made good. it n- never made it to number one and were you know were always in the shadow of whoever it was mm. mr or um well, taj would be kelly slater i guess sally fitz would be uh, would be steph, steph uh, and... wow, Kong hong yeah. kong would be the toms the, the two toms i would imagine um and uh yeah so i wonder if how sad they are inside Uh, a good question
0: um did, did you see mitch parkinson getting dropped in on uh at kira no Ah, i was just wondering how sad he, he would be um it looks like he, he was going to get the longest tube ever at Kira, and this guy just came falling out of the, out sky.
2: Of the sky in front of <laughs> Uh, what, and, and, and did the
0: guy stick stick the takeoff, or he just he? Uh, the the funny thing is, he kind of made it to the bottom, but then I think he 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 either I think a couple of things happened. He heard a guy absolutely screaming at him from inside the barrel. Jesus! <laughs> and he kind of got to the bottom, but but lost. He didn't have any speed, and I think he realized that he wasn't going to make the barrel, uh, and so he just jumped off (laughs) Ah. right in front of and then uh mitch parkinson miraculously sort of made it out of the barrel as as it kind of all exploded around him the the other surfer the lip the the whole thing just turned to shit very quickly but uh um (laughs) it it was um yeah what might have been i suppose but then again, he'd just been in the barrel for ten seconds. And it's Can't like be too sad. Can't be too sad. As that's right, as humans, we um we do tend to to wallow in the negative. Which um, <laughs>
1: uh,
0: well on, on,
2: on that on that positive note, um <laughs> let's uh, right. let's let's sign off on this uh episode of sadness and let's remember that boys and girls, music and surfing. Ultimately, make us very, very happy. Um,
0: yep. And I don't know. Morrissey was a surfer. Um, He
2: he would. He wouldn't have been successful. (laughs)
0: Imagine. Uh, I don't know. What type of board would Morrissey
2: ride? Oh, maybe, maybe a uh, a laser zap.
1: A laser zap.
2: (laughs) So good. Ah, and also please listeners do explore our spotify playlist to get all of the songs that go with this episode because it kind of really puts the pieces enhances together the the experience, all experience. Yep. exactly right um
0: yeah it's such right. a good
2: combo it is um, and of course we've got on. um we got instagram Soundwave surf exactly and ta- Soundwave surf and also Tales from the Shack
4: on Insta. You know what I fucking hate about surfing? It's these fucking wankers who piss in their wetties because they like the bloody warm feeling. I mean, that's just fucking depraved. Don't get me wrong, a man's bladder can only take so much, and if you're out there for hours, then nature might cool. But what I'm talking about here is different. Very fucking different. Have you ever seen the expression on a baby's face when it's pushing one out? Well, look around you in the lineup, and you'll see that same expression on the faces of the wankers who are pissing themselves on purpose. Sick bastards. It's a scion-fucking-typically-proven fact that these are the same bastards who are dropping in on you. The same wankers who are claiming barrels that never were the same fuckers whose highlight of the session is the paddle of shame back to the beach, all the while stewing in a fucking marinade of their own fucking urine. Sick bastards. And you can bet your left testicle that they're the same bastards who are refusing your bank loan while no doubt sitting behind their desk with a nappy under their suit. These fucking potty-training denialists they're the same wankers who park in the disabled space after they've spent the night wetting their fucking bed and enjoying it. And you know what else? The same bloody wankers. They wear thongs down onto the beach and leave them just above the high water mark. Don't even get me fucking started about those fucking wankers.
1: Ew. Yeah. Ew. Yeah.
2: All right, Let's mate. Um, do it. Um, take it easy. And uh, in, enjoy your lockdown <laughs> Sorry Thank for you. laughing <laughs> Only three weeks to go Jesus w- Write
0: a book Yeah, well I'm just <laughs> wasting time basically But yeah. Okay, ciao right.
1: I was ciao. in the face of a drunken hour But heaven knows I'm miserable now I was looking for a job And then I found a job And heaven knows